Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to No Budget Nightmares. This is Mo. He's a bad film hating while I skating all the while masturbating. That's, That's Mo Pawn. Yeah. yeah. And with me, as always, is the one and only Doug Tilly. He's bow, Doug bow, Tilly. Bow, 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 number bow, one super bow, guy. Bow, bow, bow. Episode 98, Mo. Motherfuckers. Getting yeah. ever closer to that Woo. unbelievable number 99. Now, we mentioned before on the podcast, Mo, that. Pretty much every podcast that was starting or was existing around the time that we started No Budget Nightmares, they've already passed 100 a long time ago. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Some of them are on 200, but this is a major accomplishment and a major uh, um, uh, part of our No Budget Nightmares history, so I feel very excited about it. Yeah, me too. This is, Which, uh, this is a long time coming. Yeah, and a, and a change is going to come, as Sam Cooper said. <laughs> Probably not, actually. It'll be exactly the same after 100. But it's there's still, gonna, you know. There's going to be a reckoning. It's, it, probably. Uh, so it's important. <laughs> it's important leading up to episode 100, Mo, that all of our episodes, we knock them out, like, knock them out of the park. Every mm-hmm. movie's got to be interesting, fascinating. Terror at Baxter U, of course. That fit the bill so well. <laughs> <laughs> and And to what I say to that is, oops. <laughs> <laughs> but uh now that we are getting very close to the number 100 we're uh we're we're revisiting a few of our favorite directors mo indeed and that's exciting because uh there are some gaps i would say uh we maybe early in the run or maybe halfway through the run so far we we've uh touched upon a few directors now we're going into their filmography pulling out some classics i would say to discuss on uh, no budget nightmares Yep. Mo, how are you feeling tonight? Uh, I'm uh, <laughs> dead on my feet. I have, mm-hmm. you know, it's about quarter to nine in the evening right now. I've been up since about five thirty a.m. thanks to a small child who screams incessantly. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh huh. And yeah, I had a pretty pretty long day. But uh, you know, I'm gonna power through, and we'll. Yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna try my damnedest to not spend the entire episode yawning and yupping. Mm-hmm. But uh, I usually cut him out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mo, I should ask you, yeah. what movie are we covering on this episode of No Budget Nightmares? Well, tonight we are going to cover the 2005 Dave Waskovich. I probably just said that wrong. Uh, Waskovich. There we go. Uh, film. <laughs> we were talking before we started recording. We were just about talking about it. How like, we were going to pronounce his name. We wanted consistency yeah. from start to finish. Yeah. So we're really, we're, we're doing Real well so far. I blame anyway. Dave Sitman for letting us know that it wasn't what we thought it was originally. Right, but not actually telling us what it was. Well, he did, but I just have forgotten it. Oh, that's that true. Ever so long ago. Yeah, I guess I shouldn't put the blame on uh, on Dave. 
uh, we'll put the blame on the original Dave, who has the name to begin with. Yes. Anyway, 2005's Tartarus. Tartarus. Now, for those who haven't been listening to the recent episodes, uh, we were originally going to cover this a couple of episodes ago until mm-hmm. I discovered that it wasn't actually on the uh, box set of movies that we sometimes refer to, the Bloody Nightmares box set. So I had to purchase a copy of Tartarus using hard-earned Patreon money uh, in order to uh, get a hard copy, a DVD copy of this movie, Mo. That, uh, and then I shared it, of course, with you illegally so we could cover it <laughs> <laughs> on the No Budget Nightmares podcast. But for those, again, who haven't been listening recently, uh, this did strike up a conversation with Dave Waskovich, uh, who has agreed to come on our 100th episode, which then begs the question, Mo. Do we have to be nice about Tartarus or nicer than we normally would be? We're pretty nice, I think, anyway. I No, I don't think we're necessarily nice. I think we're fair. And fair. I think, and I think we should be as equally fair as we are to any other film. You know what? I think it. there's people to blame on both sides. <laughs> 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 no, but, uh, no, but seriously, <laughs> folks. Uh, yes, you're right. Fair. But, you know, generally because we're fair, I feel like we come off as more pleasant than people who are just actively trying to complain about everything. We're not the cinema sins of podcasts. Yeah, no. We're, yeah, a lot, exactly. of, a lot of topical stuff I'm getting into this, this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Mo, before we get started, I do want to give a big shout out to a new Patreon subscriber. This is Ooh. Joseph Vogel. Joey. JoJo. Casey and JoJo Vogel. Boy, please don't... (laughs) Joey Jojo Jr. (laughs) Shabadoo. No, Joseph, thank you so much for contributing to the show. And uh, you are uh, probably a few episodes away from contacting us and letting us know. Oh, that's you doing your... That's me, sorry. (laughs) Uh, You're a couple episodes away from uh, being able to uh, recommend a movie for us. In fact, you can demand a movie for us to watch on the No Budget Nightmares podcast. So I'll be in touch with you very soon. But right now, right now... It's time to kick out the jams, Mamma Jamma. Because <laughs> we need to talk about 2005's Tartarus. Now, Mo, yeah. what is a Tartarus? Um, it's a uh, sauce that usually goes with seafood. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> uh, see, that was my attempt at joking. Well, I'll, uh, let me let me let me uh, <laughs> let me let me bounce off of that. I'll, I'll tap into my improv skills. You know, Please. Mo, I uh, I'm a big fan of seafood. In uh, that, when I see food, I eat it. Because I'm a fat piece of shit. Yeah, Mo, in one. Greek mythology, the Tartarus <laughs> is the deep abyss that is used as a dungeon of torment and suffering for the wicked, and as the prison for the Titans. Indeed, not the Teen Titans. I think they mean the Titans of Greek mythology. Mm. Well, you know, if you already know that, Mo, if you know that going into the movie Tartarus by Dave Waskovich, then you probably uh, have already figured out at least half of what's going on in the plot. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, no, yeah. Were, uh, were you surprised at all, Mo, having watched almost the entirety of the filmography of Dave Waskovich, were you, um, were you surprised with what you got from Tartarus? Surprise! No, no, not at all. Uh, I think go I, well. You know, here's the thing. There's there's two things you can expect when going into a Dave Waskovich film, and those are intri- well, I'll, I'll use the kinder term of interesting CGI mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and 
even more interesting practical effects. Yes. And and I feel like Tartarus delivered in spades. I mean, like it, it's it's an interesting film. It's also very different than the previous movie uh, that, that Dave had made at the time of the making of Tartarus. So Tartarus was made in 2005. Before that, he made Suburban Sasquatch. Before that, he made Fungicide, both of which we covered on No Budget Nightmares. And um, this is a more sparse production, I would say, in that there's really only a handful of cast members, and at least three of them are Dave Waskovich. <laughs> 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 and the lead, Mo, do you recognize the lead in Tartarus? Um, I probably should, but mm-hmm. I, I don't. You certainly should. Yeah. Well, the reason you should, Mo, is that he played uh, one of the cops in Suburban Sasquatch. Oh, right, right, right. Yes. You might recognize his uh, voice from when he went, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he might have been in that cop car that gets picked up by the Sasquatch at some oh, point. Oh, yeah, right. Well, here, Juan Fernandez plays the character of John. And we're going to learn all about John before this is uh, finished up, Mo. But but before we do that, we need to get into Tartarus, the opening credits. (laughs) In fact, the movie starts, Mo, with Troubled Moon Films, of course, Dave Waskovich's production company. And it looks to me maybe that the uh, logo at the very beginning of this uh, version of the movie that we have might be newer than the movie itself. It looks a little polished, I think. It does. And that's good. And then the movie says, a film by Dave Waskovich, Juan Fernandez, and then a bunch of names, mostly Dave Waskovich's names, featuring Dave Weldon and Michelle Hanna, produced, written, and directed by who, Mo? Dave Waskovich. Or... Or... I don't know. I didn't write this shit down. No, the reason that you should have written it down, though. You know I don't write this stuff No, down. I know you don't. I know you don't. But this is very exciting for me. This is mm-hmm. one of the most exciting things I get to do on No Budget Nightmares, which is to be a pedantic asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, because he spelled his name wrong. He spelled his own name wrong in the opening credits of the movie. Uh. And, apparently, has left that misspelling <laughs> mistake in... Uh, the following versions, despite the fact that he has control over it, yet Dave spelled his name. Okay, his name is spelled <clears throat> uh, W-A-S-C-A-V-A-G-E. Waskovich, Waskovich, however you want to pronounce it, I'm sure we're getting it wrong no matter what. But here in the opening credits, it's spelled W-A-S-C-A-V-G-E, missing that A. So it's just Waskovich. Yep. So, uh, as I have in my notes here, he spelled his own fucking name wrong. Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) But let us not, we are not here to damn Dave Waskovich. We are here to praise him. Yeah. Because he is a very original thinker. And this, I would say, and there you go, I don't want to give away our feelings before we really get into it. But compare, for me, Mo, the movie Tartarus to the movie Malevolent Ascent, another Dave Waskovich's a Vidge movie that we covered on No Budget Nightmares. I don't remember a goddamn thing about Malevolent Ascent. Do you not remember? Uh, well, I, here's the thing. Here's here's what I'll say about his about Dave Waskovich's films is that they're very high minded. They're they're big on ideas. Huh? What's that, Mo? It's a suburban Sasquatch making a cameo appearance, Mo. <laughs> a returning suburban Sasquatch. Tell her! Tell her! 
He, uh, I would say that Dave uh, uses CG in a very inventive way. Uh, and an original way in a lot of ways, and maybe even goes beyond what his own abilities are. Like he he, he allows it still p- to be used, which is a very inventive method of of using this uh, computer graphics. Yeah, and we get a good example of that right away after the credits. Mo, we see a grave site, a cemetery I... made of, made of computer generated gravestones and computer generated smoke. The yeah. Like, oh, I can't even, I can't even tell you how, how I feel about these, about the the gravestones in particular, because, um, basically, like, they're all blank, except for the one Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that has the main character's name on it. Wait, why would it have the, why would it have the main character's name on it? That seems very suspicious. I, I agree. Who knows why this early on in the film? It hasn't been explained to us yet. Well, we don't even know who this main character is yet. But yeah, we, soon, ju- we just know there's one gravestone that says John on it. No last name, just John. Oh, it's just John. So then we see a guy running mm-hmm. through the woods. And Mo, it must be nighttime because things are very blue. <laughs> <laughs> and he seems very, very upset about something, Mo. And then he hides behind a tree. What is he hiding from? He is hiding from a shaft of light. Uh-huh. From a alien spaceship that is uh, searching for him. Now, describe the alien spaceship to me, Mo. <laughs> it's a standard saucer shape. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a Basically. UFO, a UFO, standard. as I like to say, an UFO. Yeah, that's right, and it's made out of computer-generated graphics. Yes, and, it is. And and the light, the sh- the light that shines down, that's also computer-generated. Yes, it is. Very unique usage. I feel like light is something that you could probably provide yourself, but why go to the effort? <laughs> I think that, you know, if you if you need a very specific light, you got to go with the computer graphics mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because otherwise you're not going to get what you're looking for. And it's going to look so fake by just having a flashlight shining down through the trees. <laughs> I mean, light can be anything. Light CG light can only be CG light. See? That's that's a motto of mine. Um, now, of course, <laughs> they're filming here in our favorite spot, the oh, woods. The woods. You know, it's like international waters. You can do just about anything in there. <laughs> Actually, in my notes right ha- right here, I say they're filming in our good old friend, the woods. <laughs> <laughs> well, this character he runs into a clearing where where then he is almost hit by the UFO and ends up doing a forward roll onto the ground. You know, accident. Uh, 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 he should get accident pay for for all of these stunts that he's doing. I think stunt work. Yeah. Then a gun comes out of some sort of weapon comes out of the bottom of the UFO, <laughs> and then it shoots this gentleman. What does it shoot at him, Mo? Yeah, this is I described it in here as some kind of goo beam. Yeah, it's like brown shit goo. Yeah, that surrounds him. Uh, and then seems to harden into some sort of cocoon, which he then smashes out of. Now, let me uh, let me reiterate. This I, is all done with computer graphics. Yeah, I guess the shitter was full. That's right. That's <laughs> right. They were just emptying onto this fella. So he's running away from a giant UFO. And then, as he runs away, he comes across 
a bearded gentleman, Mo. This, this is my favorite ongoing gag in the uh, in the film is the the constant referral to an old man yes. who is clearly not old. Right. Right. Not old. Maybe maybe Dave Waskovich's age. <laughs> maybe around that age. Well, in this yeah. case, the the uh beggar or transient uh is wearing a giant fake beard and a giant fake wig and um <laughs> our main character who uh, as, at this point is unnamed he almost trips over him and they have this exchange hey hey there mister do you have something to help out an old war veteran are you crazy old man jeez i'm just asking for change anything that... just stay away from me you insane freak wait I'm not the one who's crazy. <laughs> I'm not the one who's crazy. I'm not the one who's crazy. I'm the one who's insane. Um, <laughs> boy, really current references happening on this episode of No Budget Nightmares. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So anyway, uh, our lead character runs off. He runs into the street, Mo, where he runs into a uh, woman uh, who is driving a truck. Uh, and she tells him to get in. He looks very panicked. Her name is Angie, which reminds me, Mo, of my favorite Rolling Stones song. It goes, Angie, Angie. Oh, I thought you were going to say painted black. I see Angie and I want her painted black. <laughs> so, again, it's hard to tell that this is supposed to be night because it's just blue. Uh, but it is. It's supposed to be night because when they uh, show the inside of the cabin... <laughs> Of this vehicle, it's very dark, and we see like lights shining on it because it's uh, it's fake. It's poor man's process. But, yeah, uh, the, yeah. The back and forth between the day for night and the poor man's process shot is just astounding. It's so good. I kind of love it to death. <laughs> so he's panicked as shit. He's like, he's like, we gotta get the fuck out of here. And she's like, hey, hey, let's just hold on a second. Let's just sit here, <laughs> even though he's obviously running from something. <laughs> she wants to figure things out. Um, so he says that he was captured and tortured by something. At this point, we have to guess that it was by the UFOs. And, uh, at one point, he looks out the window and he sees the UFO following them, which leads to this reaction. Oh god, no! <laughs> what? what is it? Run, what you see? A UFO! That ship! They want me! They're after me! How would you wow. describe the lead performance in this movie, Mo? Um eccentric he's working very hard he is he is he is earning his paycheck yes he's very assuming he received one he's pouring a lot of energy into this character i wouldn't say he's necessarily convincing but he certainly is screaming a lot (laughs) he's trying he's absolutely trying and i'll give him that much so he starts to freak out he's telling the woman to go faster 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 and at one point, he pulls the steering wheel out of her hand, Mo. And why does he do this? I'm not entirely sure. It doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. In fact, it seems to make his life a lot more difficult. Yeah, because they immediately crash into a tree, a CG tree. By yes, the way. a computer-generated tree. <laughs> they're impossible to find, though. In some yeah, parts. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, they're, they're since very... they paved, since they paved paradise and put up a parking lot. <laughs> they're, they're... <laughs> I'm waiting for you to for you to make a, a reference post two thousand. Um, <laughs> well, the County Crows versions from then. <laughs> oh yeah, true. <laughs> oh, anyway, 
<laughs> so they hit a tremo, and the the car immediately bursts into flames. Uh, must be a C- Toyota. <laughs> C- CG. Oh, I get that. Very funny. Uh, CG flames filling the car with CG smoke. Uh, Angie, who I have listed in my notes as Andy. I guess that's wrong. Andy. Uh, <laughs> uh, her legs are pinned, and she calls out for help. And he basically tells her to fuck herself and runs off. He calls out for help? She calls out for help. She does. Right. Does it sound like this? Tala! (laughs) Yes, it does. Throwback, Mo! Throwback! She calls out for help. He just he just says you're you know you got it, it seems like it actually would be very easy for him to help her but instead he runs off which suggests something to me Mo it suggests that our lead character perhaps is a piece of human garbage he's certainly flawed so she calls him John as he runs off despite the fact that we have not been told that's his name outside of seeing that uh, gravestone earlier but that is his name he is John foreshadowing mm-hmm so he runs off like a coward. Uh, the UFO uh, is hovering over him, and then a laser gun comes out of the fucking UFO and shoots him, and he bursts into like he bursts into like red, like red flakes come off of him or something. Yeah. And then he uh, he hits the ground, and he has like electricity surrounding his body. Yep. Then someone gets out of the UFO. This is very important, Mo, because it's one of the other major characters in the movie who comes out of the ufo oh um out of the ufo comes a uh halloween shop alien Mm -hmm. mask Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes um (laughs) yes (laughs) actually i love the costume for this character i mean yes the mask is atrocious Mm -hmm. but it that mask doesn't even matter it does like it doesn't even matter uh he's wearing like wizard robes essentially uh you know, I mean, alien e like sci-fi looking wizard robes, but wizard robes nonetheless. Big alien mask, and uh, I don't know if does he ever even give a name? Like, I don't think he does. I don't believe uh, so. In the credits for the movie, he's just called Alien. Or he, uh, he's also known if you, uh, because it is explained, uh, I guess, why the mask is so poor a little bit later on. Because yeah, he's yeah, also yeah. known as an Eternal. Right. Right, they do describe him as an eternal. <laughs> yes, so uh, this rubber monster hand grabs uh, John's forehead, and then <laughs> he's like screaming, "Goes like I don't want to go back, please, no, please!" And then the movie does a like a circular wipe, <laughs> something like a default wipe on like uh, After Effects or something, yeah. and then suddenly, Mo, we get transported. Move over Stargate sequence from two thousand one to Space Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> We're heading to a different planet, Mo. We're heading into the solar system. And when we recover from this uh, this vast uh, distance traveled, John wakes up. <laughs> he's covered in sweat. <laughs> and he's laying on some sort of surface, Mo. And if you love this, if you love him waking up on this surface, I've got great news. Because that's the rest of the fucking movie. <laughs> it, yeah. I, like, I, like, once I realized how often it was happening, I should have kept count. Of how many times it happens in the movie. Well, no, this but, is number one. <laughs> yeah, this is this is number one. He he is. I call it the turd bed or the turd table. Yeah, it's like a turd uh, covered uh, table. Yeah, yeah. It's it's looks like a bed of poop, and then and, 
some kind of weird CG worms crawl around him. It's that's right. That's right. Know, and we get like pan. I think I don't know if we if at this point or not we get panning shots of the insides of like caves and stuff and ugh, CG stalactites and stalagmites. It's 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 a sight hey, to behold. To do you know what's a good way to remember which one is stalactites and which ones are stalagmites? Stalagmites might fall on your head. It's actually the opposite of that. Oh. <laughs> stalagmites might reach the, reach the ceiling, while stalactites better hold on tight or they'll fall. Oh, interesting. Good way to remember. Anyway, you're right. He's on this turd bed, and he's in these caverns. <laughs> he's on this turd bed. And he's surrounded, Mo, by, of course, <laughs> cave walls. And I don't know about other planets. I only speak for Earth. But on Earth, the cave walls that are shown here, I would say they look like garbage bags taped to the wall. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I love I love the back and forth. There are some shots later on in the movie where it's a combination of CG and oh, yes. the, the garbage bag wall. And it, those are some of my favorite shots in the entire film because the stark contrast between the CG spikiness and the garbage bag wall is, is fantastic. I've, in fact, that happens like right now. Like we see that he's restrained. They do a bunch yeah. of close-ups. He's like bathed in red light. Then we get the long shot of the cave that he's in. It's like far pulled back. Covered in CG, and then he's like a little a speck in the middle of the frame where yeah. he's actually there. Uh, you know, it's it really is this the sort of classic melding of computer generated graphics and real life footage that we've we've all hoped for. Yeah, I mean, like Fury Road, step aside. Now you know, it's an- Tartar- Tartarus is time to shine. We get the introduction of a very important character here, Mo. So first, the the alien comes in. He caresses John with his giant rubber hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then he motions, and a door, a cave door, slides open. And what comes through, Mo? Um, well, you describe it as a tree trunk. I describe <laughs> it as, as a uh, a shitty ottoman. Uh, but essentially, that comes in. And uh, basically, this thing's main function is to produce tubes at will that suck on or inject themselves into parts of John's body at various times during the film. Sometimes his dick. I mean, we should make that clear. <laughs> yeah, sometimes sometimes it's his dick. Sometimes it's his dick. Otherwise, the classic scene where it does go up his ass, uh, none of this on screen, thank goodness, um, but it's, it's interesting. I think we really need to stop just for a second, Mo, and Please. really let the audience know that this thing looks like an ottoman, like, for sure. It, yeah. It, it, it's like... It's like someone was do- making like a, a Dalek, except it doesn't have anything on it, right? It has the things that come out of it, but instead of any detail, it just looks like, like I think the first thing I described it as is, is like, it's a log. It's a moving log. It's a moving tree trunk. It's a moving ottoman that, that has no sort of, um, intimidation factor to it. It looks ridiculous, but then it comes over to him and like tubes and shit come out of it. Yeah, my my initial description of it is, I say, something that looks like a cross between a like-like and a, uh, an ottoman approaches. <laughs> and what's great is that when these tubes come out of it, it makes these noises mm-hmm. that are looped in a very similar way to the looping noises in Suburban Sasquatch. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a Waskovich uh, trademark, I guess, at this point. Hey, I'm down with looping. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know. Well, let's hear... Why don't you lay a beat down, and I'll no. do a little freestyle about Tartarus. No, I'm not going to do that. My name's Doug T, and I'm here to say I love to rap in a Tartarus way. 
<laughs> so this tube goes between John's eyes. Can, can I just state for the record that that sounded like my father trying to rap in 1989? Rap, 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 <laughs> rap, rapity rap. Come on, baby, let's scratch some records. <laughs> So the, this pipe comes out of uh, the log thing. It uh, it goes between John's eyes, and suddenly it starts making a drill noise. Uh, yep. So I guess it's a drill. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently a drill. Uh, and then it cuts to our first flashback. Now, for the rest of this movie, there's going to be a series of flashbacks of varying quality of John just being a total fucking asshole. Yeah, he's a douche. He's a douche. He's never redeemable at any point. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> and and then it will cut back to him waking up on his bed in various forms, and that will be all we are getting for the rest of this movie. There's a little bit of uh, extenuating circumstance regarding where he is and why he is there, but aside from that, this that's what we have for the next uh, 70-some minutes. Mm-hmm. So now John... John is walking down his suburb, very uh, very similar suburb to the one seen in Suburban Sasquatch, I would say. And he's wearing a nice suit. He's a he's a uh, distinguished gentleman, and he walks by his own car and tosses a newspaper in the back seat. What does this newspaper say, Mo? I didn't even see. Well, you should have, Mo. It's very exciting. What does it say? Does it say <laughs> does it say Suburban Sasquatch on the loose? That would have been outstanding. No, it's even better than that. Believe it or not. It says million dollar embezzlement on it, Mo. Mm. Now, you know why that's interesting? Why? Because the word embezzlement is spelled incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> I put a, a uh, image of it over in our Facebook group. It is, when I saw that, I was like, my first thought was, I know that's not how you spell embezzlement. So, of course, I immediately search it out. I'm like, Dave, you nut nut. <laughs> It also has like a weird photoshopped looking picture on it. Maybe he did it all with uh, the magic of computers. Mm. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> that uh, that newspaper needs a new editor. He throws it. John throws it into his back seat, pulls out his cell phone. Oh no, he tosses his cell phone uh, on the car, removes his jacket, then he picks up the phone and calls. And he basically has a conversation about someone uh, donating, like giving him money to make some sort of maybe it's a stock deal or something like that. Yeah, he talks about like a once in a lifetime deal. I think at one point he mentions ponies, so maybe it's some sort of gambling thing. Maybe, but uh, but he basically is convincing this guy who's not so sure. I mean, have you ever seen uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross when they're always trying to convince people to purchase these things which they yeah. know aren't? Yeah, it's it's like that except awful. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, eventually, the guy he talks to on the phone, uh, he convinces him, and he says he's going to wire the money over right away. Then. John calls Mary because he wants to verify that the uh, wire deposit went through, and she confirms to him that it's uh, that it's wired through uh, forty thousand dollars. And he says it says she says it's actually. Let's listen to the clip, and then we'll talk about what she says. Yep, he's been approved for a forty thousand dollar transfer from the Better Times Orphanage. The Better Times Orphanage. Looks like you made a good deal here today. Yeah, John, you're a real smart cookie. Yeah, it's only how you use the brain in your head, sweetheart. It's only in how you use the brain in your head, sweetheart. That's classic John. <laughs> that's, well, that's something a smart cookie would say. So he convinced someone from an orphanage to uh, to give him money that he doesn't intend to pay back. And uh, Mary seems very impressed by this. Yeah, she's a real piece of shit, too. Yeah, that's right. Then John looks in the, uh, the mirror of his car, and he, he's like looking at his own reflection. 
Then he says to himself, I should be president. Runs his fingers through his hair, and what does he find, Mo? Blood. Blood. Blood, and Bits is sick. So then he starts bleeding profusely from his head, uh, which is hilarious looking, by the way. It's fucking great. (laughs) Uh, And then he blacks out, and what happens then, Mo? He wakes up on the turd table. He wakes up on the turd table in the planet of garbage bags. (laughs) And the alien shows up again. The, the, now, okay, now, now, what happens next are some of my favorite recurring effects in in the in the film, um, and I legitimately mean this. These make me laugh every time it happens. So, a lot of the times, I should explain quickly. A lot of the times when this character comes back to the turd table, you don't know if he what state of undress he's going to be in. That's right. Some, sometimes he has he has his full suit on. Sometimes it's just his pants. Sometimes he's just in his underwear. Yes. M- most of the time when he comes back to the turd table, he's got full shirt and pants on. Almost every single time that happens, they they shine this beam on him, <laughs> which just tears away his shirt or <laughs> or pants, depending on what the, what area of his body they're trying to get to. I'll tell you, my personal hell is someone just ripping my pants off again and again and again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That would be so, my Tartarus. So then they run like a laser across him and he starts screaming. And then it goes to a different flashback. This time, Mo, we're seeing the end of John's, I guess, long-term marriage. Yeah. Yeah, she says uh, his wife is yelling at him. Uh, believe me, I know what that's like. Womp <laughs> um, <laughs> womp. You can tell she's not in the room at the moment. Uh, so, <laughs> see, so the woman is yelling at him, saying that after a half decade of marriage, that um, that that it's over. And he says something like, "You could have been a real woman, giving me what I deserve." <laughs> wow. It's hard to believe that John ever had any positive qualities. <laughs> Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, how did he get married in the first place and let alone have it last five years when he's clearly the world's biggest piece of shit? Exactly. So they they argue a little bit and let's get a taste of what that sounds like. And this is how you repay me? Yeah, get the fuck out, bitch. (laughs) Is that what you've come to? You know, I'm so sick and tired of hearing what the fuck you want. It's not what I want, John. It's what we want. It's what we both want. There is no we anymore, all right? I mean, I mean, that, it's it's really sad to hear the end of such a obviously high quality relationship. Yeah, they were clearly very much in love. She starts to cry. Then he says a very tender statement. He goes, none of us are angels, sweetheart. I never said I was. Yeah, and then, yeah, right. Because <laughs> because it's around this point where we find out that he slept with her sister and got her pregnant, right? Yeah, he slept with her yeah. sister, and then her sister won't talk to her anymore, which right. seems very hypocritical. Um, but so she leaves Mo, and what happens immediately after she leaves? Uh, we hear gunfire. Now we don't see anything; we just hear gunfire. Yes, and now he's magically bleeding, and he's bleeding. He looks around. Almost as confused as I was looking at the time I was watching it. Mm. Then he says, what is this? What did I do? Which seems like a strange question to ask. Yeah. He falls to his knees. He then he, he then begs her to come back. Uh, and then it turns into a weird computer-generated tunnel. And he's back on the alien planet. He's back in the shit table. It's like he can't escape from this place. It's oh like my. It's like it's his own personal hell. Holy shit. It's like his own personal Tartarus. Ah. 
<laughs> so he gets up from the shit table. I see what they're doing now. <laughs> okay. He he gets up from the uh, the the poop table, uh, and we get to see that he has a very cool barbed wire tattoo mo around his bicep. Yeah, we see that a lot. Uh huh. I mean, he must be such a cool guy. Hey, I'm not gonna make fun of people's tattoos. Okay, I've got plenty of terrible ones myself. Let us know what they are, Mo. Uh, maybe after the show. All right. <laughs> if you want to know what Mo's tattoos are, please let us know on the Facebook group. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll post pictures. You guys will get a kick out of them. Are one of them on your ball sack? No, one of them is of ball sack though. That is outstanding. <laughs> so, uh, fucking John is uh, crawling through some CG caverns. Uh, at one point, he comes very close to a purple computer-generated curtain. Uh, then he walks through a different cavern and touches what appears to be some sort of door, which slides open. Again, remember, none of this is physical at all. Yeah. He's doing some real good, what they call, uh, object work. Exactly. Yeah. And he goes into a room, Mo, and it's filled with skulls. The, oh, this is the uh, the CG heads. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're just like a bunch of skulls, and... Uh, Oh, this is when the alien finds him and spits bees at him. So, yes. (laughs) I I have in my notes that this looks like a PlayStation 1 game, and then I corrected myself. No, it looks like a Sega Saturn video. (laughs) So there's an alien walking around. John sees it, and he starts cowering. And as you mentioned, Mo, what happens? He spits bees at him. It's like green CG stuff that then surrounds him like bees or like leaves or something like that. Then the screen turns blue. And guess where he ends up, Mo? Back on the table. Back on the shit table. Back to the turd table with you, sir. So he then uh, wakes up once again. He's tied to the table and he screams out, who are you? Why are you doing this to me? And then the alien appears in front of him, and he goes, am I hallucinating? Is that it? Yeah, that's it. See, he's going through the stages. So this is denial. And then he, then he thinks it's a bad dream. He goes, you're not real. You're not real. I, I scream that every morning when I wake up. <laughs> Who's not real in that context? Oh, it's the, uh, the disembodied Willem Dafoe head that floats over my bed every day when I wake up. No wonder you get morning wood so often, Mo. (laughs) So now everything is green. The lighting changes very often in this movie. Everything is green. The alien comes in. This is my favorite part. Yes. He he shoots a laser at him, and as per usual, his clothes come off. But in this case, they do this thing where the alien reaches down for his pants and just rips them off. So now he's wearing shorts. But the pants weren't were obviously not on his body at the time. So they just rip like the front of some pants off of him. It's right. very strange looking. Uh, and then he rips. They apparently rip his underwear off as well because he's sort of like naked and screaming. I mean, I think you're supposed to think he's naked at the very least. I, yeah, I think that's implied. But then they show a long shot, and if you look at the bottom right of the uh, the screen, you can see the top of his pants. So, uh, not consistent, if you ask me. I'm telling you. Hope someone got fired for that snafu. Yeah, we should have had, like, full dick shot to confirm, at the very well, least. Well, speaking of dick, Mo, <clears throat> our Ottoman friend... 
<laughs> you think he's part of the Ottoman Empire? <laughs> Could be. Is he? Uh, maybe he's the uh, pro wrestler who uh, was tugboat. Oh yes, Fred Fred, Fred Ot- Ottman. Ottman. <laughs> The Shockmaster himself, I might say. Christ, we uh, are nerds. Yeah, and so the Ottoman comes in, and it has a giant piece of tubing, uh, which has, like, the end of it is shaped like a jock, if you guys know what a jock looks like. And uh, this jock then comes out and attaches to uh, John's dick. And as I have in my notes, nice! <laughs> <laughs> So then he, like, breaks out of his restraints because the thing starts sucking, what, I guess, blood out of his dick? Sure. I, look, I don't know much about medicine or how the human body works or really much of anything at all. But I will tell you, there's easier way to get blood out of a human than through the dick. Yeah, I mean, I know that, like, when you stimulate it, it gets engorged. But still, those are very small capillaries. You know, you're look, not going to get it, a lot of... If you, want, if you want piss... The dick is your place. It's perfect. <laughs> it will give you more than you want. Yeah. And look, if you put a little work in, it'll come out with all sorts of other stuff. But blood, <laughs> hey, sometimes blood too, but not the amount that you want. And certainly no. not the amount that I want. Right. Anyway, <laughs> moving on slightly. Uh, John uh, breaks out of his restraints. He, uh, I guess he wrestles with the creature and then he starts screaming. And then we get another flashback, Mo. Oh, yeah. This is a terrific one where John, I guess, uh, I, you know what? John really living up to his name. You know what I'm saying? He, oh, I get it. Yeah, because John is meeting up with a prostitute. And for those who don't know, the uh, the clientele of a prostitute uh, are sometimes uh, quickly, quickly, quickly. They're sometimes. Co- colloquially, uh, colloquially. Oh, my God. I can't even say. There you go. You got it. They are sometimes referred to as a John. Yes. So uh, he, he uh, drives up to this woman, and they have uh, this conversation. You going out? Yeah, how much? I like it. You a cop? Fucking cop. Do I look like a fucking cop to you? No, but you look like you're going to have a good time tonight. Well, yeah. Let's get to it. You know, the reason I thought that was a funny thing that he just said, Mo, is because in the previous movie by Dave Waskovich, he did play he, a cop. Yeah, he was a cop. He looked and, like a cop to me. And actually, with that suit, he looks like he could be a detective. I mean, yeah. so yeah, he does kind of look like a cop. I mean, yeah, but if you ask him, Mo, and he says that he's not a cop, then legally he can't be a cop. That's true. I don't think that's true. It's not true. I don't think it is, but I know lots of people who believe that it is. <laughs> <laughs> you know why, Mo? Because people are stupid. Because I know a lot of fucking idiots. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> so um, he, uh, because he's a piece of shit, as we've already established, he pushes her into his back seat, and he basically starts raping her. Yeah, he's a real fun guy. Yeah, fun guy. Are we watching Fungicide again? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, he is uh, trying to uh, uh, get jiggy with it, so to speak, and uh, without her consent, which is terrible. And then he starts uh, doing what should happen in those situations. He starts bleeding from the dick. He pulls his pants down. He starts bleeding from the dick and screaming in pain. Then she turns around and extends her tongue using computer-generated imagery. And it looks fucking terrible. Oh, come on. I love the the extended wiggly (laughs) tongue scene. I, I, I'm only critical of this. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, I'm only that critical. Should have, that should have been the noise that happened when, when she did that. A- absolutely. It should have been, uh, it should have been a blah, 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 blah noise. Or, right. uh, alternatively, 
it uh, should have been this noise. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um, I don't like when they use computer-generated imagery for something that they could have done a physical effect for and would have yeah. looked a lot better, you know? Right, right, and in this right. case, I think that that's something they, they could have done. So uh, then it cuts to a spooky cemetery, Mo. Remember from earlier? Mm-hmm. It's a cemetery, and one of the gravestones has the name John on it. Whatever could it mean? This movie, it's like a, it's like a riddle box. <laughs> you, did you just make a fucking ICP reference? Nope, not at all. Yeah, you did. Uh, whoop whoop. Anyway, <laughs> so John, <laughs> where does John find himself now, Mo? Back to the turd table. Turd table, John. Uh, so he picks up a rock. And he uses uh, sound effects to break his restraints. <laughs> he uses sound effects. Uh-huh. That's what he yeah, does. It's what he does. He finds his pants. Uh, the aliens uh, nicely put them nearby. He puts them on. Oh, but then what happens? The Ottoman monster comes by. Oh, and yeah. then he, he sneaks by it, I guess. Yeah, it's like, it's it's such a non-event. Like, the Ottoman's there, but like, nah, nothing yeah. happens. I guess it's asleep or something. They yeah. should have put, like, cartoonish snoring noises in. <laughs> 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 so, um, yeah, so then it has some really strange music that plays. It's like a violin music, except it's, like, looping again and again and again. We mm. see him on a TV screen or a video screen where there's, like, a room of, of TV screens. And in that room, there's a bunch of pillars with brains on them. Oh, yeah. Then uh, a screen comes out of one of the brains. <laughs> this is all computer generated. Uh, and we see scenes from the movie, uh, including some stuff we haven't seen yet. Right. Um, yeah, but we see that eventually. So, you know, and then have, it cuts to... No fear. Yeah, that, we will see it. So th- then, uh, then it does cut to a close-up of one of the brains. And now it's a real brain, and by which I mean a fake brain. And it Made starts... Some kind of gelatin, yeah. Yes, it starts. So it's a brain, and then it starts spewing what looks like blood. Then an alien smushes his face into the brain. Yeah, see, I liked this scene because it was a practical effect. Exactly, but of course, because the uh, the the brain is ostensibly made from Jello, it immediately just starts looking like Jello. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just wiggling uh, and jiggling. It's great. Uh, so then uh, John screams, "No!" He gets zapped in the face, and he collapses. And then he wakes up, Mo. And where is he? Uh, yeah, he's on the sh- the turd. Table. Oh, he's back on the shit table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now he's gonna be chopped up with a big butcher knife. You know, the kind of butcher knife that aliens would use, I guess. Now is this now is this the one where where they show the alien talking about like removing parts of him, and he's got like a hacksaw, and then when no. he actually returns, he's got the thing. Or is that later in the movie? That's later in the movie. This okay, is the one because okay. the alien hasn't revealed himself to be anything else or talked yet. Oh right, uh, right, right, right. This right. is just a big butcher knife where they chop his hand off. Right, and then unceremoniously seem to reattach it. Yeah, yeah. So he passes out. John passes out, and then we see another graveyard with fog. And what could it mean? I don't know. It's a secret. The alien shocks John awake. They show him his hand, the detachment of his body, in what appears to be Tupperware. <laughs> yeah. And then they take it out of this uh, this uh, this this thing and reattach it using uh, electricity. Of course. <laughs> and then the alien caresses the newly attached hand. And we cut to John for a second, and he appears to be smiling. 
So maybe he's going crazy or something. The alien, the alien waves its fake alien hands over his head, and then John spits in the alien's face. And I have to say, I've watched many movies where people spit in people's faces. It always makes me a little bit like sick, you know, because they yeah. actually have to do it. In this case, the spit could not have landed further away from the alien face. It doesn't come <laughs> close to him. It's right. like he was intentionally spitting to the side. It was a mask. You can spit as much as you want onto it. Right. So then we get some scary music. The ottoman comes in. A long tentacle comes out of the ottoman. They put it in John's chest, which starts to bleed. And at one point, it starts to spew white liquid, which suggests that it's coming all over him. Oh. <laughs> It's Helmo. I mean, maybe it's hell. <laughs> well, no, it's Tartarus. It might be Tartarus. So this then leads into the greatest sequence in the history of filmmaking. <laughs> yeah, you made a gif out of this, and <laughs> I watched that thing like 900 <laughs> times over and over again. Before I even watched the actual movie, I just watched this scene over and over again because it made me laugh. So much. So, <laughs> so John is drinking and driving. He's of drinking course. from a full liquor bottle, which get get comfortable with looking at that liquor bottle because it's used in a few different other scenes. Sure the exact same one with the exact same liquid in it. So he's drinking and driving. And we see that there's a gentleman uh, in a wheelchair trying to cross the street in front of him. John is not paying a lot of attention because he's drinking and driving. And then using the magic of editing and effects john manages to hit this gentleman and run over his head oh yeah <laughs> he man he manages to run over the head of a strangely deflated looking corpse <laughs> well you know what it looked like you know what it looked like and it really made me laugh like do you remember in beetlejuice the guy in the underworld who's like hanging from wires because he got run over yes and he's just flattened like it reminded me of that which is why i laughed so hard at this scene why and why i watched that gift so many times because i'm like <laughs> i'm like now i know how the guy from beetlejuice died <laughs> so then john stops uh, clearly distraught gets out of his car and yells out what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> then he just stands in the street and continues to drink while the corpse is right in front of him he gets back in the car and then he turns on his windshield wipers which uh squirt blood all over his windshield blood washer fluid then he gets out of the car again and then the alien appears and the restraints appear on his arm and he's back on the uh, turd table uh, screaming uh, this sound. No! 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 Yeah, okay. No! Okay. So. <laughs> so that requires a little bit of explanation. So he ends up back on the third table. And the alien proceeds to break his legs. By punching them. By punching them. Yeah. And that's why when he's screaming, no, no, he also screams, I'll never be able to walk again. <laughs> <laughs> and then the alien zaps him with electricity. And uh, when he's being zapped, the screen literally just freezes. Uh, so I guess they can put the effect in. Sure. Uh, but uh, And then, of course... 
when he's screaming, he also lets one of these out. Tala! Oh! Zing. <laughs> wow. So, what happens then, Mo? Oh, yeah, okay. You get to talk about the breaking legs. I get to talk about the next scene. All right, so, bye-bye shorts again. Uh, they flip him over, and uh, Ottoman comes back, uh, revealing a rather disturbing-looking probiscus. What does it look like, Mo? What would you say it looks like? Eh, it looks like a like a turd at the end of a tube. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One uh, might say it's almost a mixture of a turd and dick, which, frankly, to me, it's like the dream. <laughs> yeah yeah i wake up i wake up sweating from that dream every night uh anyway what happens then mo uh then he gets uh probed in the classical sense yeah my god it goes up his butt mo goes right up his ass yeah and so this machine sodomizes him uh and uh he does not seem to enjoy it at all (laughs) i don't know why ass play is fun i mean you know some, pe- I, some some people say. In my notes at this point, I have written, I paid money for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think at one point, if you listen really closely as he's getting probed in the anus, he screams, it burns. <laughs> <laughs> so then wow. we get another one of our classic flashbacks. I wonder if he'll be a good guy in this one. Uh, doubtful. So he's smoking crack, Mo, in his car. He's moved on from killing. <laughs> well, that answers that question. <laughs> hey, hey, you don't have to be a bad person to smoke crack. Uh, but right. only bad people smoke crack. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, he's smoking crack uh, in front of someone's house, and then he adjusts his tie, buzzes the door of this house, and a guy answers who tells him to come in. He sits down at a table, and he's looking pretty strung out. I would say. And then, uh, to calm him down a little, the gentleman offers him a drink from a suspiciously familiar-looking liquor bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Look, liquor bottles ain't cheap, okay? They're not. So then he does what anyone does in a suburban home that they have access to. He offers to buy crack rocks from the guy. Pure Bolivian rock. Bolivian rock. And he wants the guy wants 80 bucks for it. I don't know if that's a good price for crack. I, I would I, imagine I, it's a lot. I have no fucking clue if that's right. Because isn't crack supposed to be cheap? Isn't that why it's it's so popular? And also, it's really addictive. I, I guess. I don't Look, know. if you're a listener who smokes crack, let us know what the <laughs> average street price is at the moment, or what it was back in 2005. Just to let us know if this is accurate. Is 80 bucks good? Can you get a lot? Can yeah, I be or, getting a lot right now? Or even if you're just like a big fan of The Wire, you know, just just let us know. Well, I'll tell you what, Mo. I only know the price of weed, and I can tell you, you can get a shitload of weed for 80 bucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd, that'd keep you going for a while. And when I say keep you going, I mean sleeping. <laughs> 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 so anyway, uh, this dude sells him Crack Rock. Uh, John uh, tastes it and snorts some of it right in front of the guy. And you know what that means, Mo? You know what his, his mistake was? He didn't ask the guy if he was a cop. Right. Now here's he the did. part. Here's the part that cracks me up is that like normally cracks when have, you up. Wah wah, <laughs> unintentional pun. Um, is that normally once the deal goes down, you know, like he would just arrest the guy. Yeah, you don't wait no, for no. him to start doing the yeah, fucking yeah, drugs. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. This cop waits for him to take a bump before right. he before pulling out the gun. It's the cops. You know, come on. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely 
Ridiculous. So uh, then John uh, takes uh, a offense, great offense at the fact that this gentleman is a police officer. Sure. And then he pulls out a gun. Both of them pull out guns, in fact. Yeah. Yeah. And you yeah. know what? That that means things aren't going to go well. That's no. what I think. And, you know, it's not just because John is a person of color. I feel like in this circumstance, it he might have, have provoked the police officer to... Rapidly shoot him in the forehead. <laughs> so he shoots John in the head. John falls down, presumably dead. He should have just respected him. Now, this is confusing to me, Mo. Did this happen? Yeah. Yeah. So he died by getting shot in the head during this? Yeah, this is... I, I, my guess was this is how John died. So, I mean, I don't see how he could be in, under any illusions that he's a good guy. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> it seems like everything he remembers in his life is him being not just like a bad guy, but literally like a worst, worse than than piece of garbage. But we do get another flashback, which I thought might have taken place after this, but I guess not. Anyway, we'll talk about that in just a moment because it does have an appearance by a very familiar face to us. Do you know what I'm referring to, Mo? Yes, I do. Okay. Well, then what happens, Mo? He dies, and then what happens? Back to the turd table. Turd table time. And uh, we get more long shots of CG worms crawling around. Uh, and on one of them, <laughs> the CG worms are on a computer-generated corpse. So John gets up from the table, walks around. Uh, he walks past a bunch of garbage bags. Uh, and he finds what appears to be the homeless guy from earlier. Remember the guy with the beard? Yeah, but this guy doesn't have a beard. Yeah, oh, no, no, this one is the bearded guy. This is the bearded later. guy. Right, right, right. right. And they have this, this uh, back and forth. Character number two, played by Dave. You speak English. What are you doing here? Are you with them? Who? No. No, I don't know how I got here. I can't take this. Help me, God. Help me. Shut up. Shut up. When we get caught, I'm not going back there. How did you get here? I don't remember. I was running. <laughs> you are marked. What? You have the mark. Yeah. So, uh, so that's a bunch of shit that no one cares about. Yep. Um... <laughs> And the, the guy, the, the homeless guy, says that he will pray for him. Uh, and then Alien shows up with a syringe that looks a bit like a turkey baster. <laughs> yes. And in, this fact, is... in fact, my notes even say he cowers as the alien approaches him with a turkey baster. <laughs> yes. And then he proceeds to pull, like, to, to grab the alien face, which then gives way. And underneath it is the, the cop from the scene before. Oh, I just wrote, it's some dude. It's some dude. I think it's the cop from before. Probably. So then the cop spits a bunch of red goo on him. The homeless guy yells out, don't struggle. <laughs> and then he starts singing, glory, glory, hallelujah, while John gets covered in red stuff. Guess what happens then, Mo? Back on the turd table. Back on the turd. Hey, how many is this? <laughs> have you, you know been what? keeping track? I haven't been keeping track, but it's a, it's a lot. Okay, so now we're going to get into the story of the movie. We're more than halfway through. Uh, he's laying on the table. The alien is now unmasked. He's just a dude now. He's got, like, actually, he's got the whole alien, like, uh, dress on, uh, but, uh, but, uh, he's just a person. He puts a mask over John's head, and the screen blacks out, and he, the alien says something about he, he's preparing for the transition from life to death. Uh, and then he says that he, he doesn't pass judgment. But this is the point, Mo, that you were referring to earlier where the alien pulls out a hacksaw. 
Right, 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 right. They have a lot of back and forth that is about, I mean, it's basically suggesting what this is, which if you haven't figured out already, this is basically your holding area before they decide if you go to hell or heaven, right? So you basically. AKA Tartarus. Yeah, it's Tartarus, right? Or you might think of it as like a limbo type thing or or whatever. Purgatory. Uh, yeah, purgatory. It's wherever Lost was taking place. <laughs> <laughs> And so he basically has to relive all the shitty things he's done in his life. And for John, that's a lot of things. Oh, yeah. Uh, John says that he's been remembering things, uh, but he mentions that he's never killed anyone, which is strange because we just saw him kill somebody. Yeah, he's yeah, he's killed at least one person. And we can assume we can assume that Angie from earlier died as her car was on fire yeah. with her legs pinned. Though that might have taken place after the events that we're watching right now in a manner that is Maybe. very confusing to explain right now. Right, right. But but I'll, I'll tell you, some of the, like, she might have survived. That dude who got his head run over, I just don't think he's going to make it. Right, yeah. <laughs> because, because the way this movie's set up, we're just going to give up the ghost here and just say something, essentially. The way this movie's set up is there's two different things happening. Yeah, well, there's three different things happening, but there's two (laughs) big different things happening. One is flashbacks of his life and how he's fucked himself up. Mm -hmm. The other are weird opportunities that he's being given to to prove himself. Yes. So to speak. Now, we haven't gotten to the point where they explain that yet. That's why everything that's happening so far is super fucking confusing. Right. So... Yeah, that's why we're not too sure what the whole Angie thing was. Yeah, exactly. And at this point, this is just the point when they start sort of explaining it. Just to get yeah. an idea of what that sounds like. Here's a, here's a, some dialogue between John and uh, the, the um, uh, Eternal, played by Dave Waskovich. No! No! <laughs> your suffering will make you worthy. No! No! Offer your suffering. <laughs> That's not looped at all. <laughs> that is like that is just one clip. Just <laughs> <laughs> so I the implication here is that the dude saws his leg legs off at this point. Yeah, he's just chopping him up. Uh, no, no. <laughs> then what happens, Mo? Uh, let's see. The alien drones on about something. <laughs> well, at this point, he wakes. Uh, he we actually he remains unconscious, and we get like a monologue from him overwards where he talks about he goes, "This is suffering. Um, this is true suffering. When you realize you have to fight or give up, I can't fight not anymore. Where is my heaven? I mean, it's just some of it's actually really hard to understand what the fuck he's saying. Yeah, and this reminds me a lot of that uh, of that scene in the Dolph Lundgren uh, Punisher film where he's like, "Come on, God." Answer me. (laughs) (laughs) Lieutenant Dan finally found peace. (laughs) So then it cuts to another flashback. John wakes up in the woods and he gets up looking very confused as blue transparent bodies rise from the earth while uh, these like child voices uh, are singing on the soundtrack. And this is something that we saw on the screen that rose out of the brain earlier, which is a weird thing for me to say. (laughs) (laughs) One of these blue CG bodies touch him and he bursts into light. Then what happens, Mo? (laughs) Uh, He's 
back on the shit table, right? Yeah. Whoop. Yeah. There goes gravity. Um, then <laughs> Mom spaghetti. So they're back in the cavern, and the alien is injecting something into him. And at one point, this it's really strange. We see like a female hand reach out to touch him. Do you remember this? No. No? Okay. Well, it does seem to happen, unless I was imagining it. At this point, I don't know what's real and what isn't. Um, and the alien says... Or the the uh, eternal, because at this point he's not wearing the mask. He goes, "Don't worry, your time here will be short, and if you pass judgment, your salvation will be for eternity. However, if you fail, they tell me your suffering will be most difficult." Oh, right. This is the scene where the uh, where the eternal plays Joe Exposition. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he basically explains that that Tartarus is a place of preparation for the your eternity, basically, right? Right, right. And uh, John uh, has a. Um, has, a, has, I think, a really sensible response to this. Sure, sure. No! No! <laughs> You're suffering. Sorry. Wrong clip. No, no, it's a great clip. Anyway, it's, a great it's, clip. It's, he has this response. You've had a lifetime of actions. Now you will have that chance to remember them all. It is my job to ensure you know what they were. No, no, no. Lies. Out of it, a lies. The time of redemption is at hand. No! 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 Let me go! Some people never escape their cycle. <laughs> he said, I love how he yelled out, All of it are lies! <laughs> All of it are lies. <laughs> uh, but, but yes, yeah, so some people never escape their cycle. I guess you gotta keep reliving it until you prove yourself to not be a complete piece of shit. But that's hard when you're John, who has just lived his life like an asshole the entire time. Yeah, he's a real piece of shit. This then goes to a flashback, Mo, and it's very, very exciting. It's well, also... Doesn't, doesn't yeah. John start shouting to the alien guy, or to the to the Eternal, about, like, there must be something you want! <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> he, he starts going on about, I can get you anything! Yeah, yeah, Isn't there goes, something you... Like that, like, that line delivery made me laugh so hard. Like, it's so... Like, here's what I'll say about Juan Fernandez. You know, he's not the best actor. Not by a long shot, hey. but he, but, 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 but he gives it his all yes. in every scene he's in, in this movie. And like, and that line delivery is one of my favorites in the entire movie. Cause he's just sitting there screaming, there must be something you want. I'm telling you right now, if I had to get a friend of mine to be in a movie that I made, they would not put this effort in. Uh-uh. <laughs> they, would, they would be like, nah, fuck that. I ain't going to scream out. Uh, right. No. <laughs> So, Mo, we get yeah. a flashback. Yes, we do. And the first thing we see is an older woman, and she's crying. Now, this woman looks familiar to me, Mo. <laughs> yes, she does. Why? Why Why would she look familiar to us, Mo? And actually, Mo, before you respond. <laughs> yes, please, please, please play it. Please do. <laughs> Maybe this will jog your <laughs> This memory. is the clip I've been waiting for you to play the whole time. <laughs> this isn't just a clip, Mo. Uh, this is the full performance from uh, the closing credits of the Dave Waskovich class. God, I just I wanna I wanna sit here and listen to this whole thing. <laughs> well, I'm sure our audience does too. In retrospect, I should have cut out to the middle. <laughs> here we, we go. Are so Mo, just to elaborate slightly. Because someone who has not listened to our Suburban Sasquatch episode, which was quite a while ago. 
listening right now, we we do find this funny. No, we find it funny, but it's so it's great. It's endearing and it, it's, it's yeah, lovely. And it's your mother, charming. Your, your mother seems like a wonderful woman and obviously very patient. Yes. Okay, I think that's enough song. Right now. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, I, like no, I legitimately love that song. Like, like no irony involved. I legit love that song. So this is now in another appearance by Dave Waskovich's mother, uh, playing yes. a, a woman whose uh, husband has passed away. And John, who, by the way, earlier you might recall, he was like getting uh, wire transferred forty thousand dollars. He has moved on to selling. A DVD called The UFO Menace to help her get over the death of her husband. Well, yeah, like, I, I like that the, the, you know, the DVD offers up, like, proper prayers to keep the UFOs away for eternity. Yeah. Like, I love the fact that, you, like, like in my notes, I put it perfectly. I said, he hard sells her on the DVD like Conrad Brooks at a horror con. <laughs> <laughs> he basically forces this poor woman to buy a UFO DVD to help her with her grief, which is a strange method, but uh, and she seems very skeptical as she should be. Hey, I mean it's only it's only fifty bucks. If only fifty bucks, and then of course uh, he'll subscribe her to the club, so when new updates come out, he'll be able to let her know. Sure. So she eventually relents and buys the video, which I guess like no one dies or anything. He just bilks some woman out of fifty dollars, but that's enough to bring him back to Tartarus. Sure does. <laughs> And when he wakes up in Tartarus, he says to himself, I thought I had time. I was just doing what everyone else was. No harm uh, there, right? I was sure. just being human. I was doing what I could when I could. It's not like I had evil in my heart. Mo, do you think that when people do bad things that they have evil in their hearts? Um, I, I don't even know what that means. Maybe. maybe I don't know. Whatever. Republicans, <laughs> do they have evil in their hearts? I, I, you know, mm-hmm. that's 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 a tough conversation. Yeah, it's a tough one. You know what? I bet there's at least some <laughs> listeners right now who really want to hear what you have to say about this. Me? Oh, okay. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think my political opinions are all that important. But I mean, you know, I think there's definitely some out there who are terrible human beings. There but, are I mean, extremists on both sides. Okay. Uh, yes. Yes. There's there's violence on many sides. Many, many sides. sides. Look, Mo. There's one side. Where they want, you know, genocide against uh, people of color and Jews. Sure, and sure. Yeah, the yeah. other side, they don't want that, which is a very extreme position to take. Mm-hmm. They also don't want racist statues, which is controversial. You know, now now that I'm living in, well, you know, here's the funny thing. Florida doesn't really count as the South. Mm-hmm. I mean, it does, it does, but it doesn't. Because, like, you talk to people from, like, Georgia or Mississippi, Alabama, stuff like that. Like, they don't think of Florida as the South. Because there's like what I've what I've been saying for a while is there are two places in the United States that are like quintessentially the United States, and those are New York City and Florida, right? Because those because those are the big places where you have just huge vats of you know people you know mixing <laughs> together and 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 living their lives and whatever, and and I feel like Florida is like that because people come from all over the country to retire here. So you're constantly running into transplants. In That's fact, right. I don't even I don't even know if I've met Liter- a native literally, literally and figuratively, because yeah, the whole right. people need a lot of transplants. That's that's true. But I, 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 I'm not even not even kidding. Like I don't even think I've met 
anybody since I've been here who is a native Floridian. Mm. Everybody who I talk to is like, oh, yeah, I came here from Georgia. I came here from, you know, North Carolina. I came here from Massachusetts, you know, or I came here from New York. Like, I don't know anybody. I haven't met anybody yet, like on a personal level, who is from Florida, mm. which is weird. Well, well, I guess it's what they say, you know, bring you know, your huddled masses, breathe, yearning to breathe free. That's yeah. they want to do that in Florida. You're yearning to breathe free, Mo. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Mo, uh, John, our good friend, he starts to laugh uh, because he's going a little bit crazy. Uh, he, he starts to go insane. He stops laughing and then he starts crying, which does sometimes happen. And then it cuts to the cemetery. Once again, we get a nice zoom in on the gravestone, which says just John, no last name. <laughs> Yeah. Big block letters. <laughs> then John wakes up in the woods, Mo, but something's a little different. He's on yeah. the he's shit on the table. Tur- he's on the turd table. He's on the table. Homeboy so he's on the platform. And he looks very confused. And I was looking very confused because this is the first time he's appeared on that in the woods. Um, so. Man, this I kind of very- like, I, you know, like this is the effect that happens here is really uh, confusing until you realize what's happening. Like, cause, right. like, cause he, he has a conversation in, in a little bit with the eternal and what, when we get there, we'll talk about it. And it sort of explains what's happening here, but as it's happening, it's very confusing what's happening. So he's basically gets up off the table and then watches himself get up off the table over and over and over again, you know, like as if it was like some kind of apparition sort of thing. Um, and then he sees a man in coveralls raking leaves. Yeah, he looks almost like a janitor or something. Yeah, and and uh, he he uh, asks the guy what he's doing, and he goes, "I'm raking leaves. What are you <laughs> doing in this place?" And then he turns around and he shows that he's the alien guy, except without the mask on, and mm-hmm. that leads to John responding, "You, <laughs> yes. you, you're the one." The costume, the mask, you, 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 you're that one. We all wear masks, don't we, John? What? I suppose nobody's explained this to you yet, have they? What? No. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, this is another big piece of elaboration, and yeah, uh, this is another Joe exposition scene. Exactly. So, yeah. he he is told in the scene that he's actually been in Tartarus for years now. Yeah. Um, and then, and, and the Eternal goes, don't you think the table fits you a little too comfortably? Which is odd, because it looks like a very uncomfortable table. It looks horribly uncomfortable, (laughs) Um, John, at one point, thinks it's a fucked up dream, which is, at this point, an odd thing for him to think. Actually, Um, my my notes here are pretty funny. I said, so the table's a part of him, he made the table, so it's John's turds? (laughs) (laughs) I guess they were holding stalactite to his anus. Oh, boo. So, uh, John is in denial about the fact that he's been there for years. Uh, In fact, apparently, according to the Eternal, he's almost going to break a record for how long he's there. So he must have been a real piece of shit. Yeah, oh, he is a piece of shit. So then he's given a test. And this is a very strange test. uh, Possibly the result of a lack of access to other actors. But the Eternal makes another version of himself. In front of the two of them. Okay? Mm-hmm. And John's response is, how can you be there and here? Which is, who gives a shit, John? Just go with it. Then yeah. a big monster appears made out of computer-generated imagery. And goes to attack this second version of the Eternal. 
Yes. And basically, all John has to do is save the guy in some way or try to help him. Yeah. Like, basically, basically, the Eternal is spoon-feeding him, you need to redeem yourself yeah, in order exactly. to move on. You know? Like, it's it's simple at this point. Like, he's not... There's no vague notions at all. He's basically telling him, you need to redeem yourself to move on. But John is so thick-headed about it that, like, he doesn't believe that that's the case. He's like, well, I could just run away right now and I'll be fine. Yeah. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, he does not learn... And- and I believe he does at some point say better him than me. Yes, he goes better yeah. him than me in case yeah. you didn't uh, didn't get what's going on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then John says, I'm getting out of here. And uh, the janitor says, you're going nowhere. And then he's suddenly attached to the table again. Back to the table again. <laughs> then we get a very, very strange sequence. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, yes. This part's fucking weird. It's so weird that it looks like it's from another movie. So, yeah, this looks like it really should have been a part of a different movie. Uh, I actually kind of like this sequence. Yeah, it is. Like, this, I like it. This is, this is one of the better sequences in the film. So, suddenly, the janitor asks him... I, I got him down as a janitor. The Eternal asks him what he saw as a child. Yeah. What were in those child's eyes. And then it cuts to John, and he's wearing, like, pajamas, like he's a little kid. And he's crying on the floor of his bedroom. And then, uh, Daddy... His dad comes in, daddy drank, uh, daddy comes in, uh, and I think it's the same actor, right, playing the father here? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, And it's really funny how like we have other characters who are constantly being called old man, but like they don't do anything to make them look older. And this one, they actually do something to make him look older, and it's great. I think yeah. he, looks, he looks like an older version of himself. It's great. And he's drinking from a very familiar-looking liquor bottle. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. So the he comes in, he yells at the kid. The, the kid uh, says, can I stay with mommy tonight? And he says, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Your mother's out there whoring around, getting pumped, pumped full of drugs. Oh, yeah. Then he takes off his belt, which is the international sign of, I'm going to whip the shit out of you. Yeah. Uh, and then the child says, again, the, the, old, the older gentleman, John, playing a child, says, the mirror man tells me to stop you, to tell you to stop. So the mirror man tells me to tell you to stop. And the father goes, some imagination, and he looks in the mirror, and he touches it, and he goes, see, it's just a mirror, kid, and then this happens. It's just a mirror, kid. What are you doing to me? You're evil. <laughs> Your mother is evil, and she put it in you. You're an evil child, and you should be punished. You should be punished. They're here. They've come for you. Don't talk to your father like that! (laughs) What's happening here is that skeleton hands are coming out of the mirror (laughs) and grabbing this guy. Yeah, and this is obviously like legitimately one of my favorite uses of CG in the yeah. entire film. Like, yeah. like it's a, it's effective. It works. It's not amazing, but it, it, the hands do kind of just pass through him. Yeah, but it works. Yeah, and probably because the scene is so dark is why it works. But it really, honestly, it really does work. Now, here's the thing: what they don't tell you is that the 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 child was actually saying the wrong thing, and what it should have been is Eugene Merman coming out of the uh, the. Never mind. 
making bad jokes here. Tell us more, Mo. I'm done. I'm done. My jokes are bad. <laughs> so, like, again, none of this makes any sense in the context of the movie. It's very difficult to parse what the fuck any of this is supposed to mean. Right, So right. the father runs out of the room, and the kid version says, Don't struggle, Daddy. He won't hurt you. Not for long. I guess he's referring to the mirror man. <laughs> of course he is. The father runs out uh, into the living room, and when he looks out there, the table, the shit table is there. Yep. Uh, and I have, uh, and he goes out and touches it, and I have in my notes, this is like 2001, except made by someone incompetent. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> then the alien appears. See, they for- should have gotten Tony Todd to come and play the Mirror Man. Yeah, I'm sure that would, a little out of their price range. So then the alien appears with what, full, five bucks? full mask, uh, and he opens his arms, and then lots of little transparent aliens come out from him. Yes. And then the father lays on the table while the child laughs and says goodbye. The father waves weakly, and then it fades out. And I wonder what the fuck is going on. Yeah, and the way he says goodbye, daddy, fucking creepy. Yeah, it's pretty creepy. My God. But that's what I'm saying. Like, this is one of the few scenes in the film that's, like, truly effective because the kid's crazy creepy. And everything that happens in the scene, like, really honestly feels like it belongs in a different movie. Um, and who knows, maybe it was intended to be in a different movie. I have no clue. Yeah, it's but, weird because this is supposed to represent his redemption in some way. Is yeah. it getting in touch with his childhood abuse helps explain why he turned out to be a dickhead, which in 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 the context of his uh, treatment in Tartarus is enough for redemption? Maybe. I don't know. Well, except it doesn't quite work. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't fucking work at all. No. So he wake he wakes up crying in Tartarus. Yeah, we're back and he on go, the, the shit he, table. He talks to the Eternal. He goes, "I understand now." And the Eternal goes, "I knew in time you would." And uh, <laughs> and he's like, "Why didn't you explain it to me?" And he's like, "How could I explain to the seed that it is to be placed in the cold dark ground and that one day it will sprout into a beautiful flower?" Like just a bunch of fucking nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, John stands up. He's basically, you know, they're gonna let him, I guess, go to heaven. I guess. Uh, we get a bunch of flashbacks of shit that's already happened, and mm-hmm. he gets up from the table, and then he tries to strangle the alien, the Eternal. Yeah. Uh, the, the the Eternal goes, it's all part of God's way, and then fucking John yells out, shut up, there is no God. <laughs> he chokes the alien guy to death. The Ottoman that's right. comes in, and John punches it. That's until- the- this this is now this is the moment that I posted the picture. I know you did uh, the thing. And I'm like, is he attacking this or is he trying to make love to it? Because he embraces it and punches it and starts crying at the same time, and it's he calls really it like a bastard. He goes, "You bastard!" So fucking weird. He walks off into some CG caverns, and uh, there's a CG skeleton there, which he he like he goes, "Oh!" as if it's this terrifying <laughs> skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> and then it shows that it's a full room of CG skeletons. Yes. He um, he runs into another guy tied to a table. And he tells the guy that he killed the alien. And the guy tied to the table laughs and says, you can't kill him. Uh, and the guy then on the table says that they can help each other. But John just walks off, gets electrocuted by an alien. Then we get flashbacks of him in a lot of previous scenes that we've already the seen with him la- laughing. Laughing, yeah. Yeah. He then runs off, he finds a shirt, puts it on, wanders through a bunch of garbage bags. Look, this is all just like happening back to back to back. Yeah. Then he does 
my favorite thing in the entire movie. <laughs> yep. What does he do, Mo? Okay, I'm glad you cut to me on this one, because, uh, man, I love this scene. So he sees what I originally thought were, like, monitor screens. Yeah. Turned out they're windows. Yeah. <laughs> windows in the alien spaceship. And he proceeds to jump right the fuck out of one. And somehow manages to land safely in the forest. Uh-huh. Uh, they were pretty high fucking up, but nope, he, he lands perfectly safe down on the forest floor. He jumped out the window of a UFO. He jumps out the window of a UFO. Lands on the ground. Starts running, Mo. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't help but notice that everything's very blue now once again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then they repeat the entirety of uh, the opening segment again of him running out into uh, through the woods, out into the street. Angie picks him up in her car. He once again pulls the wheel of it, runs them into a CG tree. The- yeah, I, I love, but but there's a different line here though. She she does That's say right. some people just say hell is a place you can't escape from. Yeah, she starts talking about hell when he gets in the car, which is actually even less sensible than what she was talking about the first time she ran into right right (laughs) so uh once again he leaves her to die uh runs into a field the ufo comes down and zaps him and he falls to the ground and then he says no no what the fuck is happening no no what the fuck is happening we see an alien approach him it cuts briefly to what looks like police lights on a cocoon for some reason. Sure. Uh, and then it's the end. That's the end of the movie, Mo. Can yeah, you I fucking th- believe it? Honestly, what I think was supposed to happen was I think that was supposed to be him in a body bag. Oh. I feel like that's oh. what that was supposed to be. Put him in a body bag. But <laughs> that, uh, that's strange. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. He's dead either way. Maybe does he get another chance on Tartarus? Does it just repeat again? I guess it it does. Yeah, it's just a big loop. The credits, Mo, are terrific. <laughs> it's, it, it's just the same like five names over and over again. Eh, you know, it's not really. There's the you know, there's all the there's the extended Waskovich family, um, and everyone gets you know their credit. There isn't a lot of cast members in yeah. this, but it does end with something interesting, Mo. Did you notice this? Maybe. I don't know. I did actually, I did watch all the way through, but I didn't pay too much attention to the credits. The last thing on the credits says, Tartarus never dies. Oh, no, right. it, yes, yes. it actually doesn't. It says, Tartarus never ends. never ends. Yeah. Never ends, Mo. Well, it did. It actually is over. <laughs> I was going to say that. Well, that's, that's how I felt at the 45 minute mark. But, uh, you know, it did end eventually. Fungicide, Suburban Sasquatch, Malevolent Ascent. And now, Tartarus. Mo, where does it rank on the Dave Waskovich oeuvre? Um, I'd put this at third. I'm going to guess that your first two are Fungicide and number one, Suburban Sasquatch. Well, yeah. that's. I think that's a very fair ranking. I will say, I didn't hate it. No, uh, I didn't hate it either. I couldn't no, I, hate it. I mean, it would it's... be impossible for me to hate it. Right. And there's a lot of fun stuff in the flashbacks. Like, it's just kind of fun to watch. No, but- there's definitely stuff. I mean, because basically it would be like Suburban Sasquatch, Fungicide, uh, this one. 
and then like a big gap exactly. to Malevolent Ascent. Because Malevolent Ascent is it's bad. We did not like that at all. This yeah. one, there's aspects of it I really enjoyed. Um, I think it's like an overly serious, melodramatic, yes. you know, like bit of nonsense. But I like that. So I, I had no real issue with any of that stuff. You know, and like, and like, you know, yes, we laughed at this movie a lot, but we, but because the stuff we were laughing at was genuinely entertaining. Like I find stuff that's like way too overly serious. I find that shit hilarious. So I had no problem with any of that stuff. Uh, no matter how serious he was trying to be or not trying to be, it didn't matter. I enjoyed, I, I did genuinely enjoy the movie. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's a, a, an interesting watch. I feel like it might be trying to say something that's sort of beyond its grasp. Uh, well, so- uh, yeah, like this and Eleven Ascent are very high minded. Like they're they're trying to be, you know, like more like beyond their means. I'll say. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's trying to say something about the human condition, about sure. the nature of evil, about what we should expect out of ourselves in life and what we can expect after death. There's even maybe a spiritual component to what we're seeing here. Sure. At times it almost felt like um, not a religious movie necessarily, but certainly something that felt very spiritual. Uh, so, you know, it, 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 I couldn't take much... There's not much I can take out of it that I would find useful in my everyday life, but I didn't find it unentertaining. It just is a very repetitive movie. Yes. Yes, it is. And it's much more repetitive than a movie about a Sasquatch that has has, uh, started killing people in suburbs and then is tracked down by a a Native American woman who uh, named... um, Tala! That's her name. Why don't you uh, go to the Troubled Moon Films website and pick yourself up a copy of Tartarus? Why not pick up a copy of Suburban Sasquatch and Fungicide? Watch them. Listen to our episode. They make a wonderful pairing. And mm-hmm. if uh, we haven't insulted him uh, too much, hopefully on our 100th episode, we'll be able to ask Dave Waskovich some questions about the movie. Yeah. And if you have seen Tartarus and you have some questions that we should ask Dave, why don't you uh, post them over on our Facebook group? Where is that again, Mo? Oh, that's over at facebook.com slash groups slash no budget nightmares, one word. Or just uh, do a simple search for no budget nightmares. And we'll get to the rest of those uh, uh, plugs in just a second, Mo. But first, mm. we need to get down to uh, business. Before we started, we decided what we will be covering on the next episode of No Budget Nightmares, Mo. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> We are uh, we're going back into our uh, bag of tricks to uh Well, another- we figure we figure we're approaching approaching the, you know, the 100th episode. Uh obviously the 100th episode itself is going to be a big deal. So the the I we feel like the film before it should be something fun, something that we've been kind of meaning to do for a while. And uh we ended up going with uh with uh, the classic Woodchipper Massacre. Now, long-time listeners of the show might remember our Cannibal Camp Out episode, which is one of my very favorites. It also has a terrific uh, song by Rue in that episode. Yeah. Uh, so we decided that we're going to return to John McBride's filmography, uh, and we're going to be watching 1988's Wood Chipper Massacre, Mo. That, that's exciting. Wood Chipper Massacre. <laughs> I'm excited about it. It's going to make a quality Number ninety nine, the great one, the Wayne Gretzky of our uh, of our No Budget Nightmares episodes. Wow. <laughs> uh, so yeah, next up, Wood Chipper Massacre. Now, Mo, you mentioned you can find 
our Facebook group on the Facebook platform, the social media platform, where right. else can people find No Budget Nightmares? Um, well, if they wanted to listen to previous episodes, they can go to nobudgetpodcast.com. Uh, they can find all the recent episodes. Where's that? Dork Shelf? At dorkshelf.com is where our yeah. latest episodes appear. And nope. of course, and of course, you and I are both on Twitter, and I and lately I've been on Twitter a lot more. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. Mo is Mo is up at five thirty in the morning, so he's got to do so, something. So might as well yeah. go on Twitter. And if you're going to find Mo on Twitter, it's at drunk on VHS, all one word. You can also find Correct. me on Twitter. I am Doug underscore Tilly. That's T I L L E E Y. And Mo, yeah. What else is going on? Uh. Well, I did um, I did guest appearances mm-hmm. uh, this last week on two different podcasts. I did an episode on no uh, um, no budget nightmares. That's us. Duh. You did. <laughs> uh, I did an episode on after movie diner of that I like to call superior sequels. I'm sure other people would argue with me, but we covered shock treatment and grease two. Uh, both you films. like shock treatment more than Rocky Horror Picture Show? Yeah, I do. Okay. I, legi- I, don't I legitimately care. do. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> I mean, that's that's not to say that I don't like Rocky Horror, but you know, I I like I like Rocky Horror has played out to me. Like I've I've seen it and experienced it too many times, and like it's just getting old to me. Whereas Shock Treatment, I'm still very into. Well, good for you, Mo. And you said, yeah, was there another appearance that you made? Yeah, I was on the uh, Bloodbaths and Boomsticks uh, show with uh, Tim Gross and Kyle Pulling. Um, we covered three movies on that one. They, those guys picked, uh, Constantine, um, which was my first time watching it. I'd never seen it before. It was okay. It wasn't yeah, it's amazing, okay. but some but people it's, really it's, like it and other people who really yeah. hate it. I fall somewhere in the middle. Yeah. I'm right smack dab in the middle on that one. I, I enjoyed it fine enough. Uh, we watched the amazing, one of my favorite movies from my childhood, uh, Warlock. That's such a, just yes. such a fun, great movie. And I decided to keep it low budget. Uh, since that's sort of my niche, my shtick, uh, and I picked the 1985 classic, The Dark Power. Oh! Which is, like, one of the most ridiculously racist and kind of sexist movies, uh, but just so... Well, Mo, that's one side of the argument, but there's there's two sides. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's. I think there's pretty... both sides really have to... You gotta be careful. Right, you can't make generalities, yeah. is what I'm saying. No, I'm going to make generalities on this one. It's pretty, uh-huh. it's pretty racist. Um, the N word gets bandied around quite a bit, but uh, that's part uh, of our heritage. That's part of yeah. our heritage. So. <laughs> it's heritage, not hate. Yes, that's right, exactly. Uh, the uh, but but it is it is a thoroughly entertaining movie to say the least. It's fucking batshit insane. Well, that sounds like a fun. Where can you find that podcast? Uh, well, AfterMovieDiner.com for AfterMovieDiner or BloodBathsAndBoomsticks.com for the other. Check those out. You can, of course, find my other podcast, Eric Roberts Is the Fucking Man, over at EricRobertsIsTheMan.com. Um, we recently made contact with Eric Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm interested to see where that goes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very mysterious right now, but I can tell you exciting, weird, strange things are happening at That's Eric great. Roberts. Is uh, is the man.com. So you can check that out or at ERITFM on Twitter. By the way, we never mentioned you can also follow No Budget Nightmares on Twitter, which is at No Budget Podcast on Twitter. So check that out as well. Uh, I've been making a few appearances on the podcast Under the Stairs. They're currently doing this series of shows where 
uh, one guest is covering each year of the 1970s in terms of horror. And then uh, at the end of that episode, they pick two movies from that year to go forward. And at the end, there'll be a round table where the two from each of those years are all being put in a big pile. And we're going to make a top uh, 10 of the entire 1970s. I was uh, responsible for 1972 and 1977, which I just uh, recorded earlier today. Um, You might in your mind have, uh, have an idea of what movies, what horror movies are the best of those years. Uh, I can tell you that in terms of 1977, there's a quite an interesting mix, including Hausu is on the list, Eraserhead, Ooh. Suspiria, of course, is on it, uh, The um, The Hills Have Eyes. So it's a, I think it'll make for an interesting conversation. Just do a search for the podcast under the stairs and have a little listen. Um, but Mo, what have you been watching lately? Uh, I, you know, the irony is I think I've only watched one new movie since the last time we talked. The Deuce, uh, you say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got a couple movies that are like that are in my list. Like I've got the new Godzilla movie that I've been really meaning to watch. I just don't have the the time, you know, or the patience to deal with subtitles right now. So, you know, I haven't watched that yet. I know, I know. I just I, but I, I flick my tongue at you. Yeah, but I did watch uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. What'd you think? I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought yeah, it was like, great. I mean, uh, like somebody somebody talked a lot of shit about it when I when I posted I was watching it, and I'm like, I don't I I don't get that at all. I think it's a a near perfect sequel. I actually think I I think I like it more than Logan, which I know is like that right now people are super high on Logan. I like it a lot, but I still think I enjoyed it more. Yeah, I mean, like I think they went in a really interesting direction with it. I mean. I think my biggest complaint with it is maybe they relied a little bit too much on the Drax laugh. Yeah. But but other than that, I really, I had no real concerns with it. I liked Baby Groot. I didn't think he was annoying, which everybody yeah. else seemed to think. I had no issue with him. Um, You know, I liked the ego storyline. I liked uh, the, the climax of the film. And, and, like, it had some emotional moments. And, like, I, I just overall, just a really fun... You know, summer action flick. And Kurt fucking Russell. Fuck yeah. Mo, I watched the movie The Sentinel a few nights ago. Oh, God, I love The Sentinel. That movie has the craziest cast maybe of any movie ever. Like, literally every supporting part is someone who at the time was unknown and then later became super famous. Like, they just... Like, every five minutes, you got... You got like Jeff Goldblum showing up, or Jerry yep. Orbach showing up, or yep. Tom Berenger showing up. I mean, just all these weird faces from start to finish. It is, and the last fifteen minutes is crazy good. It really is a really interesting movie. But last night, I watched a movie Mo that you might be familiar with. It's called The Bad Batch. Do you know this movie? Oh God, that name is familiar. I don't think I've seen it though. It's. Uh, did you watch a movie? It came out a couple years ago called A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, I really love that movie. Yeah, it's uh, a great movie. And it was directed by uh, Anna Lily Amirpour, uh, who this just this year, or I guess, I guess last year now, directed The Bad Batch, which has Jason Momoa and Keanu Reeves is in it, and Jim Carrey huh. is in it. Um, and it's like a sort of post-apocalyptic romance, black comedy. It's really strange. And um, I was really hyped for it because I was such a huge fan of A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. And I got to tell you, I didn't like it. I did not like it. I was really wanting to love it. Uh, And the cast is crazy, but I have a lot of problems with it. (laughs) That's that's a shame. Uh, 
That said, you know, a lot of people love it. Uh, a lot of people really responded to it. Keanu Reeves is actually really terrific in it. Uh, Jason Momoa, is he's doing a Cuban accent that is fucking ridiculous. Like, he's going full Tony <laughs> Montana, and it is it is quite something. Um, wow. And Jim Carrey doesn't say a word. So, I mean, there's, there's certainly reasons to see it, but I was disappointed. I also watched a movie called Lady Macbeth. Uh, which is uh, getting a lot of notices this year, 2017. Uh, and um, it's very much a period piece, takes place in Scotland. Not not really based on the character of Lady Macbeth, though it's adapted from a novel. Uh, but it's about this woman who has been basically sold into marriage and then has to uh, use her feminine wiles to uh, to do a bunch of really evil shit, actually. It's, it's really good. Really, really good. Huh. But certainly not the kind of genre uh, fair usually discussed on the No Budget Nightmares podcast. Right, right, right. Not like The Sentinel, which uh, people should definitely <laughs> check out. John Carradine is in it. Shit. It's so good. Oh, you know what I watched earlier today? Um, my mother, my, <laughs> I, I, you know, I forgot that I, I forgot about it. It's, it wasn't on my list, so I didn't remember it. Uh, me and my, my mother and my stepfather came over earlier um, for my nephew's birthday, like, which was last week. And we were throwing a little party today for him. Um, and we watched uh, Gung Ho. Do you remember that movie? Oh shit. Of course. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and that's another one of those ones where you, you know, you're like, you start paying attention to background characters and you're like, holy shit, there's John Totoro, you know? And like, he wasn't a name then, you know? And, Get, uh, Getty Watanabe, of course. Oh, and Getty, and Getty Watanabe is so good in it. And <laughs> Keaton is always fantastic. Like, I love Michael Keaton, you know? <laughs> and it's just it's just a fun, ridiculous movie. And like, I'm sure there's no uh, it's a culturally, product of, culturally yeah. insensitive moments in that movie. Uh, well, I was just about to say that. It's definitely a product of its time, without aren't, a doubt. Aren't we all, but, aren't we all Mo? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not me so much. Not so much. All right, Mo. We've been talking for about an hour and 41 minutes. <laughs> Probably less when this is edited down. <laughs> right, it's right, right. It's time for us to say goodnight because we need to – you need to save your energy. We both need to save our energy for Wood Chipper Massacre, yeah. our 99th episode, which will then lead into our 100th episode spectacular, which is going to be an event to remember. So we need to uh, go to bed, get our, our full eight-plus hours, and uh, we will return soon with Wood Chipper Massacre. Booyah. Booyah. Good night, everybody. Good night, folks. No! No! Your suffering will make you worthy. No! No! Offer your suffering. No!